Living from one extreme to the next has often sent me down a scary path. I never realized how important balance was in my life until I was staring at myself in the mirror, bloodshot red eyes and tears falling down my cheeks. My lips were quivering. My hands were shaking. Who was this girl? I could not recognize her and I didn't want to. Welcome, and for some of you, welcome back to my work in progress. I'm Heidi Vega, and on today's episode, we're getting a little real. We're talking about um, eating disorders, um, and specifically my eating disorder nightmare and the recovery. And I want to share with you guys um, and teach you how to create a practice that will center you to produce a more conscious and productive you. At the end of the day, balance is really important and we often minimize balance because it's not that exciting. You know, no one turns on the TV and says like, hey, look, some balanced. It's just not sexy. It's not what sells at all in marketing. Um, I was a marketing major in uh, or actually it was my minor in college. And I can recall, you know, balance wasn't one of those things that they were like, yeah, that sells. <laughs> it was sex and, you know, things like that, that would really sell at the end of the day. So we don't see talks about balance very much in our just, I would say, in the large scheme of things, we don't see balance as like a really important thing, but it really, really is. And our own body monitors homeostasis, you know, and to 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 keep internal stability so that we can survive, so that we can live. And I think that same idea of trying to monitor and keep stability in our emotions is really important. And we should find a practice that helps stabilize us especially when you're going through something I think it's easier you know when you're living day in day out and really comfortable and just there's not a big thing (laughs) hitting you every day but I think when you're put outside of your comfort zone which is sometimes important obviously which is helpful to for growth that you find that you'll go into these extreme emotions because you're going through so much athletes artists, people who are top of their game basically have rituals, have their own little rituals either before a basketball game or just in their life in general to kind of keep them like going, you know, and these might seem a little superstitious sometimes, but at the end of the day, it's almost a physical reminder to themselves that they are about to embark on a journey where they have maybe been before but they're 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 going to succeed because they've kept that motion they kept that breath they kept that physical whatever movement they kept that word and that word always seems to get them in the zone almost or there and necessary for that to happen um you know, people do it all the time, especially really like they're like Serena Williams will 
bounce the ball five times before she serves every single time without fail. And it might seem superstitious to some, but it's a ritual in and of itself. It is a, it's a ritual. So I'm going to teach you how to develop a ritual that will center you and produce a more conscious and productive you, like I said before. So let's get into this episode. But, but, oh, wait. (laughs) Before we do, don't forget to review this podcast. Don't forget to like this podcast. And yeah, guys, leave me a review. I'd really appreciate it. Um, I also want to invite you guys to go check out my website. It's uh, my work in progress dot net and you know that's where I keep all the podcasts available the descriptions and I also have a a link there for special guests so you guys can see you know who's been on the podcast I have some really interesting guests coming up and I'm super excited to start working with them and having conversations with them and bring those conversations to you guys because they're gonna be awesome so if you guys want to check out the website and check out past guests and then also I have a blog I don't write on it every day. I honestly only do it like I do this podcast once a week. And it usually supplements this podcast, which this next blog post will. It's going to be more of just like a detailed of the how to create a a practice that will center you. It'll be more focused on that. Um, So, you know, let's just jump into this episode already. Yeah. Okay. So I realize now that I didn't really explain why those two go together of my eating disorder and a practice that will center you and keep you balanced. Okay, so to just let's get into it. I dealt with an eating disorder from like the age of 13 onwards and it honestly wasn't something if you guys saw my Instagram post I did post about this I did give a little like description or spiel about it um but basically I I never dealt with it on a constant basis it was not something that like I've I went through of having to like of binging and then purging like often it would be instances in my life when that would happen And sometimes it would only be like maybe once in a whole year. And sometimes it would happen like three times. It it, it really, it depended on that year itself on how I was feeling about myself. Um, I really saw a break in it that I felt like I was really over it when I um, went into college, funny enough. And I don't know why that was, but somehow like going into college... It's this is gonna sound completely weird, but instead of like doing the opposite, which is like most people want to just eat all the time and are drinking all the time, so they're like gaining a lot of weight. I started losing a lot of weight in the in my freshman year, in the beginning of my freshman year, because I was working out all the time. Um, and then after a while, I was like starting to do two a days, and then I stopped. <laughs> And at that point, I had met my husband, and then um, we ended up like living together. And then I <laughs> I started playing rugby, and I did gain a significant amount of weight, but I still wasn't like really overweight like that because 
well, I was playing rugby, right? So (laughs) it wasn't too bad. But even then, um, I did gain a little bit of weight. And then I, I, but I never went through that, um, you know, binging and purging at all during that time, which was like crazy. But I mean, I was surrounded by friends and it wasn't until I got pregnant and had my baby and um, after I had her, after a while, like I think after the point of when I was breastfeeding her, um, I wasn't happy in my body. I felt so weird and gross. And so I just kind of got into that mindset again, especially because the things outside of me, my my situation with everything felt like I was out of control in my life and that almost made me feel like I needed to be in control of something and it's weird that I reverted back to that eating disorder afterwards and I really it made me feel really weird being a mom and feeling that way and and doing those things because it felt like something a very it felt very much something only teenagers do and that's kind of how I had my mind around it like no this is a teenager thing that was my teenager phase and it's over and that kind of relapse really woke me up to realize how terrible it was that I was still feeling the need to do that the need to to um basically binge in the first place and then purge afterwards um and the binging itself actually happened more than the purging but likewise they were both terrible um and everybody once in a while overeats and that's not what I'm talking about like people don't understand binging is a serious like like you literally eat till your stomach is so full that it hurts so fucking bad like you wouldn't understand and you just feel like complete shit because your body's just like overwhelmed you're overwhelmed and in the in the moment it's so weird because you feel so out of control if you've ever dealt with an eating disorder you don't feel like you're the one in control of your body at that point it's just like you're going and you're in a zone that you can't even you feel like you can't even get out of and even at a point it's almost like you're removed from your own body and you're looking at yourself and the entire time you're just like waiting for the moment to that you stop to just then flood in with so many like you're disgusting you're gross you know so many just negative thoughts about yourself and you almost feel like you need punishment after that like how could you for for doing something that's obviously just for immediate gratification and not at all thinking about past the moment of literally the food touching your mouth um and at the end of the day it was that for that reason that you know purging seemed um necessary so afterwards you're just vibrating on such a low place like a low vibration in in every way when you're when you're in that space because you're ashamed you're guilty it's so just negative and ugly and uh, I don't know if you guys know but there's like different vibrations um for people depending on their emotions and 
their emotion obviously changes the vibration in which they're at. And usually if you're trying to be productive and and move in a positive direction in your life, you know, you can see how one emotion leads to another leads to another. And then likewise, if you're going down on that scale, if you guys look up emotional scale, I think it'll pull it up for you. But you're you'll you'll start somewhere and just spiral all the way down. And you need to try to be on the upward spiral, basically. And um, love and understanding is really at the love is at the top you know and and that being said i was totally just in the negative in the most negative place the most ashamed and guilty place at those times of my life and i felt like i was really at an extreme and i finally figured out that the trigger for that was that i i would be in a place it feel out of control to begin with before the binging before the purging and then on top of that i would feel crappy about myself not to the point of necessarily being ashamed or guilty but just not feel very good about myself um in the situation that i was in and obviously i felt bad about myself in other instances where i didn't binge or purge but it was almost like it had to be like this perfect mixture it's so weird of to think about it now, but it had to be like this perfect mixture of different um, emotions that I was feeling at the time and setting because if there's like hella food and maybe I am hungry to begin with, then it would just kind of be this weird, it, it would be this mixture of all these things adding up that would just send me into that. And I wouldn't take the time to correct any of it beforehand and there was no prevention for it you know and I couldn't recognize like oh no this is where this is leading to especially with my own thoughts like I can now remember that certain thoughts would come into my mind right before the binging and right before the purging that would lead me into it and they were just illogical thoughts but at the end of the day (laughs) I was feeling a certain way and it's so funny how emotions can play on that so that 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 you become very illogical in your thinking and you know if you're feeling a certain kind of way suddenly something (laughs) that shouldn't make sense makes sense and and you go with it almost and that's why I want to teach you guys how to create a practice because that's kind of what helped me in those cases because I found that I could try to rewire um, my reaction to that perfect storm, basically. And even when it's not necessarily going to happen, it's so it's been so impactful in my life to have a moment where I can do something that I know is going to like snap me out of it, snap me out of that moment so that I don't end up in an extreme feelings or situations. Now, to be quite honest, guys, like life is life life is crazy and sometimes you're gonna be in an extreme emotion you know we don't complain when you're extremely happy obviously right but you know if you're gonna revel in being extremely happy you gotta know that sometimes you're gonna be extremely sad and sometimes you just gotta feel those feelings depending on the situation like if the situation calls for yeah I mean naturally you're gonna be really sad because maybe you lost a loved one or something like that then it's not it's not necessary to just like, oh, I need to go on. I need to get past this. Sometimes you got to feel those emotions and really 
like let yourself feel them so that you can get past them instead of trying to ignore them. And this is not a practice so that you can ignore your problems or so that you can figure out your problems necessarily. Because honestly, this isn't so that you come to realizations or anything. This is just to get you in an emotional place where you're able to handle what's in front of you and what's coming. And it's okay to still feel sad after it or mad or whatever, whatever you're feeling, whatever negative feelings you're having necessarily. I don't, I don't, yeah, whatever negative feelings you're having, I would say, um, it's, it's okay, but I just want to create some balance and so that you're not completely plummeting down because I think that is what leads to an extreme behavior the other way too. And it, 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 makes you be very illogical in your thinking and and in what you're doing your response to harsh or just really difficult moments in your life or just difficulties in your life can send you down the wrong path because you end up basing all your actions on emotions instead of on logic or instead of on a, a real place of understanding so Basically, this is where we're going to get into the fun stuff. Okay, so first and foremost, you have to recognize um, when it, when do you feel for yourself because everybody's different and everybody gets like, uh, oh, <laughs> I'm having a hard time talking right now. Um, everybody gets a little flustered in different areas. Like some people can handle work crap really well because for some reason it doesn't phase them and like family stuff will just get them all riled up and then some people are the opposite where it's like family I can deal with them but like work people I just have a hard time with or not even people but just situations in general of being at work let's say or whatever it may be just kind of pinpoint times in your life right now that you know are causing some difficulty are causing you to spiral down in a weird place Sometimes it's like relationship issues that get you really like feeling like this sends me down a really ugly spiral where I feel so crappy and I feel like very helpless, whatever it may be. Think of those moments. Think of what really gets you to that dark place and notice it. Notice those it's good to notice it beforehand so that you have kind of like you're primed for the rest of this um, to create a practice, basically. So just have that in mind. Now think of a place on your body that you feel the most emotion. Some people, it's your chest. Some people, it's your head. Some people, it's your shoulders, your back. Um, Weirdly enough, some people, it's their hands, um, their jaw. There's just different places on your body that you feel like when you're really angry that's where it all where you feel it all almost and sometimes it's more than one place but just try to pinpoint one place and sometimes getting into the next step sometimes it's the same place that you feel happiness also try to pinpoint your happiness where you feel the most like good emotions not just negative emotions but good emotions sometimes it's the same place for me it is the same place it's on my shoulders and my head is really just like where I feel it all Sometimes it could be my chest, but I think it's my head more than anything. And um, 
so it might be the same place. It might not. Just kind of gauge that, and and you can do it either way. You can do it if it's two body parts or just one. Um, okay, now that you have that, moving on, you're going to set an intention for the ritual you're about to create. So if the intention is to calm down, if the intention is to find some peace, I think that's like the most basic and easy one and one that works for almost any kind of situation you're in. Afterwards, people start developing rituals that get them in the zone for like game time, which is like the Serena Williams kind of example that I gave and other people. It's like before they take on whatever, a crowd of people, you know, they do some kind of ritual. But right now we're we're practicing on just being balanced, (laughs) not going to extremes. So balance, meaning you need some peace. At that moment, you need some clarity, maybe even clarity. Um, just set kind of an intention of what you want after this ritual. And and that that's why I kind of told you to think about the times in your life where you are really high emotions and, and they're not positive emotions and they're sending you down a negative and dark space. Like what would would you want in that moment to pull you out and not even pull you out completely because it's okay to be in a dark space sometimes if that if that's the situation if that's what you need but at the end of the day you don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole because if you go too far down it's really hard to get yourself back out and you often end up making it worse and digging yourself a deeper hole because you're coming and you're you're spending your day coming from that place and you make and you take actions that are going to just negatively impact you more. That's why I brought up the fact of my eating disorder nightmare and the recovery was in not letting myself dig deeper and deeper and deeper and I needed something to snap me out of it. And so this is what this is what this is, you know, snap yourself out of it before you get too deep in those emotions, too far down the rabbit hole that you feel that you're going to make bad decisions based off that. If you need clarity, that's a perfect intention to set. That was basically mine. I needed some peace and clarity. So that being said, um, onwards, (laughs) onwards and upwards, let's after you set your intention, after you have that decided, you're going to take a moment to um, decide on a movement and emotion and a word. Now, so to start off simple, a word that uh, you can just do emotion, uh, uh, a movement, but a word along with emotion, a movement will just improve that intention and make that intention that much more effective. So what am I talking about? So a word or a phrase that just feels peaceful, that feels uplifting, that will feel like home almost, that will feel centered and balanced to you. Everybody's different. So this is where you guys can take the creative reins and really kind of mess around with it. Honestly, I took me like three different phrases until I found one that really stuck with me. So it's okay if you don't get it right away, but, you know, just keep practicing, keep, keep messing around with different words, different phrases that really feel right. You'll know when it's like a good word or good phrase because it'll feel 
like it you know it really will snap you out of that moment and it's okay if you don't get it right the first time the second time just keep trying keep keep messing around with different phrases um if you need help honestly you can look at at the quotes that you've enjoyed in the past about loving yourself about peace about clarity you can look them up on google i'm sure there's plenty of quotes and um yeah there's that at the end of the day whether it's some quote or a phrase I'd keep it shorter is better because you don't want to be reciting poetry <laughs> you know necessarily and want you want it to be kind of quick but you you get what I'm saying so a word or a phrase decide on one that'll kind of get you there and along with that you're going to um introduce emotion uh, 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 not emotion, I should say, <laughs> a movement is better, uh, a movement that will really center you as well. So movement can be anything from a tap. It can be a pattern. It could be three taps. It could be a, a rhythm almost to it. It could be um, a movement of opening and closing your hands or padding that that place but this is where that comes into play that body part you want it to be related to that body part so if it's your hands you might want to rub your hands together and like intertwine them for a moment while you say your phrase or while you say your word or you can tap on that body part so for me it's if it it's my head and I tap the temples of my head with my uh, middle finger and I do it three times and somehow that gets me there. <laughs> that gets me back to like, okay, center yourself. It's all right. Um, so figure that out for yourself. Like I said, this is where you guys take creative reign. I can't tell you what to do. You guys kind of kind of have to feel it out for yourself, see what works, see what doesn't. And it just has to be some motion and don't make it like super extravagant. I mean, if you really want to, you can, but those super extravagant moves are often to uplift you or to get you like ready to to kick ass if you have a rugby game or whatever it may be this is more just to get you at peace and balance and feeling like you can have some clarity in that moment um so a big movement a hands overhead can work too obviously but um, I've noticed that with the bigger movements, I save those for like when I have to get in the zone um, for before a workout or something, you know. Uh, and then after that, it's really simple. It's just practice and practice and practice. Um, write down what your ritual is going to be. I would suggest you write it down somewhere. If you have a journal, that'd be awesome. Just write it in the journal. And remember exactly what you're going to do and and when the time comes practice it it can be even like a little practice like even if you get a little bit in a weird rut try to use it did it work for you did it feel kind of awkward it's going to feel awkward at first honestly so i wouldn't take the first time as like a okay this isn't working kind of thing i would do it a couple of times if you feel like it's still not working for you change the wording change the movement do something different but really understand that the intention really feel that intention behind the movement know why you're doing it understand the the importance it has for you to snap out of a really bad place that is going to send you just that it's going to be a downward spiral 
Like it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse if you stay in that mindset, in that emotional state. Because it's important to have that so that reinforces when you do do that movement. If you feel like, oh, this isn't really going to work or it's not really necessary for me, then you're not going to get the, the benefits out of it because you already, even though you've set an intention, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes right now just to let you guys know, <laughs> um, it it's not going to work because you don't really truly believe in the intention. You just set one. It's like, I set an intention, but I don't feel like I need it or I don't feel like it's necessary. I don't feel like you almost don't understand your intention behind the movement, why you're doing it in the first place. You downplay the need for balance. And I feel like I see people do that all the time. I think as a society, as a culture, we do it all the time. We're like, no, we can go from one thing to the next and just go from one extreme to the next. I mean, look at our politics, right? One extreme to the next. It's it's everywhere right now, almost. I think we're very polarized as a community, as a society. And I think that that almost ends up being a reflection of ourselves or it is becomes a reflection of ourselves when we're in it all the time or when we feel it all the time. So as a collective, we've kind of been polarized and that that typically means that in our own lives we are polarized. So it's it's good to take that time to really recognize maybe that we're going from one extreme to the next and that we m- might need some balance in our lives so that we can go on and be logical and be productive and be the best versions of ourselves really on a daily basis. So that being said, what do you guys think? I honestly, this has worked for me so well for recovery and, um, you know, I, I haven't had any episodes or anything like that in a while, uh, a long while, I think since last year, more than last year, it's been more than a year. It's been like a year and a half, I want to say something like that. Um, but every time I feel like I'm getting into like this really bad place, I do my ritual And obviously you need to do more than just that ritual. You need to like recognize the ritual and say, okay, yeah, like, let me just get out of it. Because honestly, you might think like, I could just think that I need to get out of it. You know, I don't have to like do a movement or say any specific phrase. I could just think it like, ah. I need to get out of this like emotional state. But the truth is our emotions are very tricky and sometimes they get the better of us and they get the better of our consciousness, they get the better of our logic and they end up convincing us there's no need to get out of the emotion. And sometimes I get it, like you need to be sad right now, that's okay, like I said before. But there's like a difference between being sad and being hysterical and knowing that you don't know where the bottom is that's a weird feeling like if you have ever been in a pool and you thought the bottom was like right there and you're like I can't feel it and it gives you like a a, especially in the dark right especially when you're in the dark it gives you a very eerie feeling to not know where the bottom is and a lot of times we just have to find out so we'll dive in and (laughs) find where the bottom is but there's something about it that keeps us like um, like it's it's eerie for some reason to me maybe I'm the only one but for me it's eerie and so it's that same feeling of not knowing like how deep 
does the hole go? Like, how deep can I go in this sadness? And if you start digging, you'll start finding yourself asking more and more, like, how deep can I go? And, you know, you can go as deep as you want. And if you keep asking that question, you'll probably find out eventually how deep you can go. (laughs) Um, It's like when people say, why me? And they like say how much worse can it get they'll find that'll get worse because because they're wondering like instead of wondering about how worse how much worse can it get think about the opposite like it can get better knowing that it can get better instead of wondering like hey how much worse can this get like can I keep going like yeah the answer is always going to be yes let me just tell you that yeah it can get worse it really can. When you don't think it can, it can. <laughs> it can. All right, guys. I really hope this helped. I do have, like I said, on the website, a blog dedicated to this. Um, it'll be up by Thursday night. I have a crazy busy day ahead of me, so I'm not going to make promises for this morning, but tonight it will be done. So you guys can check it out uh, Thursday night. Um, and yeah. I really hope you guys enjoyed that. You guys got some value out of it. I really didn't want to go too far into eating disorder because I don't think that I'm like necessarily an expert about how to get over it. I feel like I just kind of tried and and explored what I felt. I've read tons of books on it. I, I did everything I could really to just figure out what what was causing it. And at the end of the day, it for a part of me didn't care what was causing it. I just wanted it to stop. So when I found that maybe I could help stop it and help find the cause by really finding out what was throwing me into this extreme, it's what led me to find that my emotions beforehand were going down a rabbit hole. And I knew where it's going to lead me. Because you, in your life, there's things that you do that you kind of, you know, like in the back of your mind, you're like, I know where this is going to lead me. And yet I'm going for it. You know, you're like, but maybe it'll lead me down a new path. We're so like that. If you've ever had a goal or any kind of situation where you're like expecting some different result, although you know you're doing the exact same thing, or you know that person, your significant others doing the exact same thing, and you wonder, but maybe this time might be different. And but there's like a little voice in the back of your mind that's like, bitch, nothing's gonna change. <laughs> like this this is the same thing. So why are you doing this? It was like that. And it's, this is, this practice of having a ritual is to be like, snap and say, yep, yep. You told me, yeah, that it's going to happen again. And I'm going to listen to you this time and know like, yeah, it's going to happen again because everything is, it's creating the perfect storm and you see it coming together all again. And you're like, this happens, then this happens. You almost can just like point it out to yourself. Like you're like you're in the movie theater, like, oh, she's gonna die, right? She's gonna die because everything <laughs> is pointing to that she is the first to die and onwards. She is the killer. She's the, you know. Okay, now at this point, I'm just rambling. Let me get off. So thank you guys so much for listening. It's a little longer of a episode than usual, but I did want to give you guys some background so you could understand why I think it's so important to have a practice and a ritual that will center you to produce a, a conscious self and a productful self. 
So thank you guys again for listening. I feel like I thank you guys like four or five times before I get off. You guys are like, we're done here. Uh, I hope you guys tune in next week. I really, I have some wonderful, amazing women that I can't wait to have conversations with and share those with you guys because I think you guys will really, really enjoy them. And um, I can't wait for that. So make sure you tune in next week. It's going to be interesting. And the week after and the week after that, just keep tuning in. My faithful listeners, I do have some faithful listeners and I'm so like thankful to you guys specifically because I can always tell like, okay, yeah, those people listen to the podcast for sure. And I appreciate you so much. So just know that, that I appreciate you and I hope that you are unapologetically a work in progress every day.